Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. With three simple words, we the people, We the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, are the rock upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. They're why, for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. But as I stand here tonight, Equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. We must never forget, we, the people, are the true heirs of the American experiment. 
that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall, a flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just, that is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. All right. Why don't we uh, These are hard things. fade out of that because it's clearly a campaign speech. But I'm an speech. American president. So this is, not, this is not like a State of the I'm Union speech or uh, dealing with uh, a huge breaking news story. This is just uh, he's campaigning against Trump. Um, all right. So let's uh, move on. One of the big stories uh, today, uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but there had been more stories about encampments being cleared out over the last few weeks than I have seen over the past five years. We played a Channel 4 story uh, earlier this week about how they cleared out miles of encampments along the 101 freeway going into downtown. They had some dramatic before and after video. Joel Grover from uh, the I-Team at NBC4 had raised uh, with Caltrans officials about the tremendous amount of garbage and the numerous homeless encampments. And Caltrans actually came and cleared everything out. And there have been other stories as well. This story is out of the Sacramento Bee. And while that's a long way away from here, it's really instructive that when finally politicians, for whatever reason, feel they're cornered and they have to do something, they find a way. And one of the, one of the impediments to getting rid of homeless encampments was a decision by an appeals court called uh, Martin versus Boise. A few years ago. And progressive politicians have used that as a shield, saying, well, we have a, a federal uh, court ruling here that prevents us from removing the homeless encampment. And they've always lied about it, because what the ruling said is that the homeless can only sleep on the street between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. and can't be removed unless you have some shelter for them. 
Now, if you go after encampments early, of course you could find some shelter for a few guys. And if you bother them every day at 6 in the morning and tell them, pack up, get out of here, eventually they'll leave for good because that's too much of a pain in the neck. But what the homeless did, the drug addicts, the schizophrenics, the crazy people, they, they embedded themselves by... Collecting by the dozens, by the hundreds sometimes, and staying there for months and years. And that made a cleanup much more difficult. Well, this story is how Sacramento cleared one of its biggest homeless encampments after months of, months of complaints. And it says Sacramento leaders didn't have good options when the complaints piled up about a sprawling homeless encampment between apartment buildings and a busy shopping center on Fair Oaks Boulevard in Sacramento. The city said they couldn't simply clear the camp because of that 2018 federal court federal court ruling. Can't move homeless people off public property unless they can provide shelter. The city didn't have the beds to offer. Okay, this is 2018, right? 2022, they still don't have the beds. Misuse of tax money. Obviously. But the business owners and the neighbors, they got sick of it because they had to deal with the thefts, the vandalism, the human waste, all the insanity. As one group wrote to a city manager, drug deals, illegal fires, defecation, littering. We have worries for the safety of our employees. So here's the solution. Some government employees and private citizens came up with a new idea. If the city could not clear a camp on public land, what if the local government turned the site over to private business owners? That would allow the city to declare the site private property and legally clear the camp. That was their legal theory. And over time, that, that idea took root. So what happened is the city of Sacramento turned the public land, well, leased the land to a private group called the Howe Fair Oaks Property Owners Association and cleared the camp because it was no longer public land. It was private land. Now, the Homeowners Association didn't pay for it. They just, quote, owned it. And they were able to clear out dozens of people. Now, of course, the Sacramento Bee writes about these displaced homeless people with their usual absurdity, I guess, is the only way I could. I, I, because, you know, every one of these people has this sad, noble story, and all the actions here are taken are cruel. And, of course, nobody in journalism ever challenges these people to say, hey, why don't you go to work? What is the problem without, with getting up in the morning and going to work? Hey, why don't you get treatment for whatever your problem is? It's the thought we all have out here in normal world. So they uh, did a brief profile on Shelly Sanders, 32. They have a photo of her packing her belongings as her dog hides in a blanket while a bulldozer clears a homeless camp. Now, it's exactly that portrayal I'm talking about. 
She's got a dog hiding in a blanket, and we're supposed to say, oh, no, the government shouldn't be removing her. Well, no, Shelly's got to go get a job and at least rent a room, and her dog would be much safer in the room. But having a dog doesn't, doesn't entitle her to living on, a public, uh, on public property. They, they, they uh, visited the people at the camp dozens of times, Sacramento City employees, because the business owners kept banging on them. And at one point, the Sacramento County District Attorney, Anne-Marie Schubert, who we've had on the show many times, uh, you know, she said, there's going to be a lawsuit here unless something is done. But the city claimed, well, we couldn't clear the camp because we have to go through, you know, these uh, the required steps, you know, all these legal barriers, these these legal hoops had to be run through. But eventually, they figured it out. And they did this more than once, leasing the land to some private entity. Now that it's not public, that appeals court decision doesn't apply. And you can clear out all the homeless, and you can take down all the tents. And now suddenly you don't have the crime, the drug use, the feces, the urine. I mean, they got so desperate that one of these camps in Sacramento, business owners took matters into their own hands by trying to deprive the camp of water. They, they installed a huge metal cage and a bag to cover the backflow system, which was the homeless camp's main source of water. The business owners put up no trespassing signs, video surveillance signs. Um, so it was turning into like a local civil war. But it shows you that you can do something. You have to want to do it. Finally, the city came up with a plan and just turned public land into private land, and then the private owners had the legal right to get rid of these people. More coming up. Johnny Kent should. I heard you, uh, Deborah, mention this story early, earlier. Yeah, which one? Uh, and uh, I'd also picked it out <laughs> just to tell you about it. How many hours a day do you spend staring at a screen? I know. A lot. Many. You're looking a little worn. I'm aging, John. <laughs> Here's the story. Too much blue light from televisions, laptops, and smartphones can accelerate the aging process. Yeah, I use a lot. <laughs> um, they found that the blue light could lead to the onset of obesity. Well, you've dodged that. And psychological problems. Well, yeah, there's right. that. That's up in the air. Um <laughs> I'd, I'd never heard of this. Excessive exposure to blue light from TVs, laptops, and phones may have detrimental effects on a wide range of cells in our body, from skin and fat cells to sensory neurons. So all that blue light coming in out, of the screen, out of the screen right in front of you is, is pulverizing your skin cells. I know. What can I do about it? Uh, <laughs> this is from the University of Oregon, or rather Oregon State. Um, we are the first to show... That's levels of specific metabolites, chemicals that are essential for cells to function correctly, are altered in fruit flies exposed to blue light. I don't know how much in common you have with a fruit fly. Well, apparently we do have something in common with them. Yeah. Um, 
and they experimented with the flies, and the light from the screens affected them. And so there's potential here that this is going on with humans. Uh, it's accelerated aging. Because the cells in the flies don't function at an optimal level. And um, it's got to do with uh, one chemical called uh, succinate. Because that chemical increases, but glutamate levels drop. And uh, this causes decrease in brain function, <sighs> premature aging. Lovely. Oh, plus, you, you get the blue light all day long, right? All day long. Because you're, you're staring at that for about five hours. Yes, and then I, I, I watch TV when I get home, and I'm right. always on my phone. How many hours of TV a night? Um, anywhere from one to two. Yeah. So we're, we're up to about... Seven hours there. Yeah. And then. And my the phone is nonstop. Scrolling for likes. <laughs> yes. Posting dog photos. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're talking probably about 50 to 60 hours a week of the uh, aging process being accelerated. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys get the notification on your phone every Sunday for how much uh, screen time you had for the week? Yeah, I do. Oh. I don't look at it, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. I ignore it. <laughs> no, I don't On have Sunday that set morning, up. was like eight hours for the week last week. Eight hours for the week? Yeah, an average. Eight yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Eight, eight, hours on your, eight hours a day? I think. I don't know. Just on your phone? I don't know what the math is. I'm pretty sure it's for the week. Like, I averaged eight hours for the week on, this, on the phone. Wow. I mean, you've probably got triple that. I do. Uh, I, I, well, I was I was waiting to well, get I was waiting to get one of those notices because you know we were spied on, so I was assuming that something would pop up, but no. Um, they there are hope that they, they did use a fairly strong blue light on the flies, and that humans are exposed to less intense light, so maybe the cellular damage is less. But uh, they've got to do further research to see if this has uh, a bigger impact. I don't know. It's like, you know, I noticed that in people who smoke, too. It it, it, it lines their faces. Yes. it's. It, I don't smoke. So, right. So I don't have that, at least. Stress, too? I have a lot of stress. So you have a lot of stress and a lot of blue light. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. One day you're going to wake up, look in the mirror, and scream. I'm going to look like I'm 100. And you're, you're going to remember this, right? I, I did am. a public service here. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, trying to warn you. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, still in the um, middle of the uh, flex alert here, which started at 4 o'clock again because our government has uh, botched our our uh, electrical power system across the state. And yesterday, if you remember, I think we ran an emergency alert warning. We did. Uh, it was about 20 after 5, I remember. Yep. And I guess that was for the fire. Yes. Right? Because, you know, it was like everything was going to hell yesterday. We had the flex alert. We had the fire in Castaic. They closed the five in both directions. And then this emergency alert system, uh, which, which told everybody to evacuate. Now, when I say everybody, if you lived in Ventura County yesterday and you were watching cable television... Everybody there was told to evacuate. 
Um, they claimed, now only people in Ventura County got the message, but the message from the emergency alert system that interrupted regular TV programming told, said that the entirety of L.A. County and the eastern North Pacific Ocean had to evacuate. Now, who lives in the eastern North Pacific Ocean? Was this was this a message to all the sea life down below? Yes. Sea lions and they needed to take cover. <laughs> it was the alert. You know, it's funny when I turned the TV on last night on onto the Spectrum service, it had a leftover screen for the emergency alert system, but it was blank. And I just figured it was what, you know, we ran on the radio yesterday. But here, if you were in Ventura County, you may have seen this. Now, this is going to sound very repetitive, but uh, and the reason I'm pointing this out is this is supposed to be the emergency alert system that's going to save our lives in, in the event of uh, nuclear attack or uh, earthquake or, you know, fire evacuation or, I don't know, meteors about to hit us, right? This is the service that, that we're a part of here at KFI. So the alert said... A civil authority has issued an immediate evacuation notice, capital letters, for the following counties or areas. Eastern North Pacific Ocean. Eastern North Pacific Ocean. Port Conception to Guadalupe Island. Eastern North Pacific. Los Angeles, California. The whole city is supposed to evacuate. Eastern North Pacific. And then it repeats Eastern North Pacific three more times, four more times, five, six more times, seven, eight in a row. Eight times in a row. They're trying to evacuate the ocean at 5.08 p.m. on August 31st, 2022, effective till 8.08. So everybody was supposed to flee L.A. County, and all creatures in the ocean were supposed to flee, flee as well. I don't know if they got the message. I don't know, but this is. Do you remember? You remember? Was it in Hawaii years ago where they announced a, a, yes. a nuclear uh, yes. weapon had gone yes. off? Yep. Well, I what, do. I mean, this is the last line of defense here. If everything goes wrong and the missile's going to hit us, the warning at least is supposed to give you a few minutes to, you know, for me to go into my uh, basement shelter. Yeah. Um. The only thing they. The only thing they said, you know, because the National Weather Service is a part of this, and he said, we cannot comment <laughs> on broadcaster configuration of EAS receivers. We we welcome further engagement with local broadcasters to find root causes of the incident. <laughs> Thanks. They have no idea why it happened. All right, more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. I can't believe I forgot this. Just got too much stuff here today. Did you see? Ah, this is another prediction we were right on. Berkeley. Cal Berkeley is demanding students wear masks if they're not vaccinated against the flu. I told you they were going to do this two years ago. The flu? The flu. There's a mask mandate for students who did not get a flu vaccine. What? And flu vaccines really don't work. Some years, the the uh, the hit rate on a flu vaccine is 15% or 20% in that range. Are they trying to make a point? Because do you also have to wear a mask uh, if you're not vaccinated against COVID still? Uh, the guidelines strongly 
recommends that the Berkeley uh, people wear masks indoors regardless of their vaccination status. This is interesting. It strongly recommends you to wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not for COVID, but you're required to wear a mask for the flu. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's that's really, really nuts. And there is no health organizations that de- that's demanding this. Not the state, not the CDC, nobody. We never closed anything down because of the flu. No. But I had wondered at the very beginning when all the hysteria took hold, because early on, the death numbers were much smaller than some of the flu seasons. Uh, I remember one flu season, I think the worst one, which may have been the swine flu in 09. I remember Obama was uh, giving uh, public addresses about it. And it was about 60,000 people they counted as dying from the H1N1. That's what it was. And that flu killed about 60,000 people. And I thought, well, 60,000 is a big number compared to what the number was at the time. Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to demand masking and they're going to do lockdowns during flu season? And then here you go. Berkeley is now announced mandatory. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's on the school's website. Masks are required during flu season. Strongly recommended for COVID. Um, yeah, you, I, I thought it's about following the science. I mean, there, there, there is no scientific reason to. This is going to go on the rest of our lives in some form. Now, earlier in the show, we had Assemblyman Tom Lackey on from Palmdale. And this is about a story that we have covered for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, And so this is the final chapter, and you should hear about it. And it's about the no-bail bill that uh, Bob Hertzberg, the uh, bumbling uh, Democratic state senator out of Van Nuys, he wrote this bill, a version of it, a couple of years ago. And then... And it's, it's no bail for misdemeanors and a lot of felonies as well. And he, so he wrote this bill. And then what happened while he was trying to sell it was this uh, criminal. He's one of these lifelong criminals. His name was Trevor Davis. He's 57 years old. He was caught stealing a car. Got arrested. Immediately let go. Zero bail. It was a pandemic rule at the time. Well, he gets out of prison, and then shortly thereafter, rapes and murders Kate Tibbetts, a 61-year-old woman in Sacramento. In Sacramento, this is important, because it happened you know, real close to where the legislators live and work. She gets killed. Her two dogs get killed. And, they, and he burns down her house. It's a no-bail story. So... That's it for Hertzberg's bill. Separately, there was a referendum on the ballot over, I guess, in November 2021 or maybe 2020 on no bail. That lost badly. So the public voted on no bail policy and they said no. No to no bail. He comes back again in the final weeks of the legislative session in this past month. And he was stomping around the legislature. They'd gotten it through the Senate. It was up to the Assembly. And the vote went 
to 11.56 p.m. last night. They have a hard deadline at midnight. At midnight, that's it for the legislative year. If something's not passed and it's not passed for 2022, you got to go back in January of 2023 and submit the bill all over again. Now, according to a report we got from Assemblyman Tom Lackey of Palmdale, he said that these no-bail fanatics, the criminal lovers, actually surrounded one Democratic assemblyman and started shouting at him and bullying him to the point where the guy started crying. And in desperation, he was clutching his rosary beads, praying for strength to withstand this assault from these idiot legislators. Now, remember, the thing that has them worked up to the point of shouting at this fellow Democrat was they wanted they wanted arrested criminals to be let out on no bail. They needed to get to 41 votes. And finally, deadline hit. They were two, vo- two votes short. Hertzberg had put up the bill four times. Well, the leadership did four times. Could not get the votes. I guess they voted and re-voted and re-voted. And over the course of time, Hertzberg started losing votes. And one of the insiders who sent us an email said, here are thoughts from a Republican and a Democrat on the assembly floor from last night. From a Republican, Hertzberg is one of the most disliked senators because he continually spouts nonsense and thinks he knows it all. And last night's votes showed that even in one party, California, they will reject a dangerous bill from a bad legislator. Because the Democrats, I think, have almost 60 votes in the uh, assembly. They couldn't get 41 on this. Now, a Democratic assemblyman said about Hertzberg, he was walking around the assembly last night acting like a fool from a Shakespearean play. He was completely oblivious that the more he talked up the bill, the more votes he lost amongst his peers, a sad clown on his final day on stage. That's a fellow Democrat. So these guys were just eating each other alive. One group of Democrats was bullying another group, another uh, Democrat to the point of tears. And this Democrat's calling Hertzberg a sad clown on his final day. These are, these are nasty, awful people. But good news is the stupid no bail bill died, at least for now. Bad news, though, is Hertzberg is running as an L.A. County supervisor in the 3rd District to replace Sheila Kuehl, which covers the west side and uh, part of the valley. Covers, covers you know, uh, a couple million people. Two million people, right? Each supervisor represents two out of ten million people. He's running against some politician from West Hollywood who's a piece of work, too, but he's really, really, really bad news. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. You know, I've been uh, we've been tracking the uh, this this flex alert from the uh, California ISO, the Independent System Operator, which runs the electrical grid. And I looked. If you go to uh, this could amuse you, caiso.com, California Independent System Operator, caiso.com, and you could uh, watch in real time exactly how much electricity is being used in the state and how much we have left. And they, the current demand 
right now is 47,196 megawatts. And they have a little graph of how much electricity is available. And uh, the current demand takes up most of this little graph bar here. Uh, there is about 7,000 megawatts left. We've used 47,000 at the moment. There's 7,000, and, and uh, less than, uh, more than half of that is in our reserves, which I guess might be sources of power that are not turned on yet, uh, but they could turn it on quickly. I, I'm guessing that. So we got 47,000 megawatts we're currently using with about 3,000 left over, and then you've got another 4,000 in reserve. And the forecast peak is was just about now. They expected us to top out at 47,195 megawatts as of 5.45 p.m. in the afternoon. And they even have a graph which, which shows you that at, uh, at the low point, which is, uh, let's, say, let's pick 4 in the morning. It's, it's in the 3.34, 4.30 range. They uh, were using 26,000 megawatts. So even when we're all asleep, we're using 26,000 megawatts. And then you could see how it rises steeply. And by 12 o'clock, we're at 37,000 megawatts. And then by 545, we're at 47,000 megawatts. And that's where it peaks between 4 and 5 o'clock, dips a little bit after 6. And so this is the time where we can uh, outstrip our resources. But we've got, we've got cushion. We've got about 4,000 megawatts left. Uh, and out of, out of about 50,000 available, and then there's another 4,000 in reserve, which uh, I guess they could activate quickly. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, so they're asking people not to charge their cars up between now and 9? Electric cars, yes. All right. I won't do that then. Uh, Dean Sharp is coming on with us. He's cool, right? Uh, 7 o'clock uh, or 7.05, uh, the uh, the Dean Dong segment. Get it? Dean Sharp, the Dean house whisperer. Yes. Ding Dong. Dean Dong, yeah. <laughs> uh, evacuations are in place for a brush fire. Uh, 5,200 acres in that Castaic area. Man, they can't get this uh, thing under control. Uh, plus, uh, California pushes towards the EV flex alerts, and that's going to go on until 9, so we'll cover that. Uh, that is a big deal. You know, if as you say, there's a little bit of cushion there, but if that's chewed up in the next hour, you could see brownouts or blackouts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to Michael Schellenberger, who's uh, used to be a progressive environmentalist, and he is now questioning all his former comrades. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the, a lot of this stuff has, has gotten crazy, and right. he said, "Yeah, we're we we could have a blackout." Really, at any moment over the next week, and a major one. Yeah, and a major one. Yeah. Like you could have rolling blackouts where they turn off electricity to certain parts of the state. Right. But if they mess up, you could have the a whole system failure. And, and I was talking to a guy who said it doesn't make sense for them to turn off the urban, I mean, the rural areas because there's not much electricity used out there. The cities are going to get it first. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> like this building. Right, this probably, building's going they, down. They would, they, would, they would shut off real fast. Yeah. All right, well, Although there's not much electricity being used in this building because there's like nine people left. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody around. I know. Oh, uh, God, man. Conway's next. Cruz has got the news. KFI, Chaos DHD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. 
Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club.